Are you bitches conspiring against me? Her paranoia is rampant. Every time she walks in the room, the first sentence out of her mouth is, are you guys conspiring against me? Are you conspiring against me? Hi everybody, I'm Chris. Welcome to the first episode of Cute Anon Podcast. I'm here with a very special guest. Hi, I'm Jack. Um, yeah. How did we meet, Jack? Uh, so I follow Dasha Nekrasova on Instagram and was looking at her story and she was standing outside the music box. She like put her your story on her story and then it was at Hydrate, I think. When well, the picture was at Music Box because I had met Dasha and just like begged her for a selfie, and then yeah, like you said, was on her Instagram story. And then one night at Hydrate, you came up and were like, "Weren't you on Dasha's Instagram story?" Yes. And I yeah, it was like I have to get this guy's info and look at us now. Yeah, look at us now. Now we're just uh, copying that bitch. (laughs) yeah yeah there's no shame in that i'm uh fully aware of uh, (laughs) the similarities here but um i yeah i want to thank you and congratulate you for being my first guest thank you i'm honored and for the listeners i'll explain if i start sneezing it's because i'm about to perform a covid test on myself he's going to perform it (laughs) <laughs> which yeah was it's like a swab i have to go in my nose and i'm a i'm a sneezer my roommate um and i both have had a cough and he thinks that it's covid so i'll set a timer and in 15 minutes we'll all find out on those covid tests <coughs> you weren't lying okay now you gotta make sure you i know it's so hard the last one i had so much snot on it that I think it was just invalid. So this is actually my second one, and that was three spins. My roommate had to... So he smokes a lot of weed, um, and he had to take a drug test for, like, his nursing program. So, like, he couldn't really, you know, cheat it. Yeah, it's risky. Have you ever cheated on a drug test before? No, because I've never really, like had to do it i would not apply for a company that requires it like i mean the only thing i'd show positive for really is like weed because everything else goes out of your system so quickly good point you know the one on my memory is from high school i guess because i was in newspaper and they uh first of all i mean like the nurses were like laughing at me because my last name and then <laughs> I went to high school with someone with last name Butts. Oh, okay. It's actually like not that uncommon. No. But people still have the same like it's a good last name. First grade like, kindergarten level of humor about it. And what were we talking about again? Um, drug tests. Oh, right. Thank you. <laughs> 
No, yeah, the drug test I had in high school, I basically like went to the water fountain and was like, oh, I can't pee, I need some water. And then I just stored the water in my cheek and then went to the stall. Warmed it up. And tried to, yeah, I mean, I wasn't very clever and still wasn't warm enough and they totally knew that something was off. So I just ended up with a result as invalid. But I think that they like kind of felt bad for making fun of me earlier. So they were just like, let it slide. They totally let it slide. And it was a it would have been bad because I was the editor of my newspaper at the time. And I think like there's they would have had to, you know, kick me out if it had been positive. But I wasn't gonna let that happen. I went to Catholic school my whole life and in high school we were drug tested and it wasn't just like urine it was they would like cut out a like little lock of our hair like okay so weed they say like it can take like 30 days if like you smoke a lot but with hair it's like 90 i don't know but the thing is we drank so much we drank more than all the public schools wait where are you from arlington heights is that in illinois Yes, Arlington Whites. It's like Northwest suburb. Yeah, I went to a public school in Mississippi, but it was also like a very, I don't know if I would say it's very white, but it is definitely like a sort of classist uh, It's a different kind of white. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It is though. You, you know? I, I, okay, so Jackson, Mississippi is, I want to say like 80 something percent black. And Madison, Mississippi is probably like 70% white, but then there's still... How close are they? Um, like a 15-minute drive. Oh. Yeah. Our city, it's like you're not allowed to rent property there. Or you, you can, I guess, but they have fees You can't, in place like, get that... an apartment? No, there, there were no apartment buildings in the entire city, in the entire, like, school district everyone was a homeowner basically i didn't know anybody that lived in an apartment mississippi property values are like low yeah it's a pretty low threshold compared to others yeah i mean it's a it's a barrier that they're not uh they're not shy to admit is for keeping certain kinds of people out of the city and it's like there's like currently active uh, politicians in that area that are like Madison is not for rent um, we're we want high quality people like if you're just passing through go go live in Jackson it, it, Madison doesn't want to grow I mean yeah that's how you become a big city is like you allow more people in they want families they literally just want dual income like families or I guess they're fine with single you income you need some families. hot messy people yeah, it, uh, it is. It is boring. It. I. I like. Would probably say it is a good place to raise kids. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you could say the same about like Arlington Heights, but not the same. I think just Southern culture is more. I mean, yeah. There's uh, there's definitely a perception of the South as. Um, the South scares me. Backwards. And, <laughs> And I'd, I had a, a hair stylist comment on me being from Mississippi because uh-huh. I was just telling her I was going home soon. 
and she was just talking about how afraid she was of it. And I was like, why? Like, what's wrong with it? It's, it's not, I guess I shouldn't, not the South, but like, if I'm on like a road trip and I stop at a small town, like gas station in the South, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. I've, That's I've like every that horror feeling. movie too. Yeah. I mean, it's, stop it like a there's creepy some haunted, haunted parts of the South without a doubt. And you can sometimes feel that. So I get it. It's not unsubstantial, the fear, but, uh, the fear. I, <laughs> I, uh, can say myself that when it comes to, I guess, like homophobia, I've encountered more in, in Chicago than I did in Mississippi, which really? would surprise people. Um, and I mean, I guess I'm just quantifying that based on the amount of people, the, or the, the, the number of encounters where I can like walk away and say that was a hundred percent homophobic. Um, and, and I mean, honestly in the South, when people were judgmental, I didn't really attribute it to like a sexuality. I just was just used to used to people's judgmentalness kind and, of regardless. Well, I mean, I don't know, but I would you say like people in Chicago just will kind of blurt out more like what they're thinking or whatever? Oh or goodness. also just like the volume of encounters that you have with people? Oh yeah, the volume of encounters is so much larger. And also like the number of like crazy people I come in contact with and like I'm a CTA Oh yeah, girl. I've been called like a faggot by like 5,000 crackheads. I mean, yeah, I guess at the end of the day it's everywhere. Um, my But it's like you're in Boys Town. Like what are you doing? And like you're straight. That's the weird thing about Lakeview is you have Wrigleyville and Boys Town like right next. Mm, they're not even separated. It's literally a blurred Okay, I live at basically Clark and Newport and the west side of Clark is Wrigleyville and the east side is Boys Town. And they feel way different. Okay, so how long have you lived in that area? Two years, two and a half. Over two years. Okay. I've never lived in Lakeview. I've lived in like five different neighborhoods, but for some reason, I never landed there. And I've always wondered what it would be like. I don't know if I would like it. I I feel like, in a weird way, safer and other parts of the city i don't know there's of course things i don't like about it just the shitty gay culture but at the same time it's a lot of fun and convenient there's always something to do you're never the craziest person walking down the street i have been probably I mean, not as crazy as, like, the Boys Town, like, meth head who one time got into my car. Okay, well, this is a good segue. First, I want to look at my COVID if test. If you have it, I'm immediately leaving. <laughs> would you? Would you leave? No. <laughs> okay, I think we're good. This is my second negative in a row, and I did way better at this one. Well, 
the other question, this is sort of a chicken or the egg question. I want to think about gay villains in the real world and in cinema, specifically Disney movies. We got Jafar, Scar, Ursula, Maleficent. Who else do we say? Didn't you say Captain Hook? I didn't know he was gay. I did say Captain Hook. I'm going to keep him uh, on the list. Well, Cruella DeVille, she's not gay, but she's like a fag hag. The Queen of Hearts, yeah, she's gay. That's a pretty good list. Oh, and Gaston, yeah. Okay, perfect. So are gay people evil because they watched so much Disney and <laughs> identified with villains? Or were we evil first and the creators of these movies... We're just, you know, depicting reality. Well, it's hard because all these villains were made in, like, 1950. However, they've kind of stood the test of time. They're beloved, in in a way. And everyone loves the gays. I hate love the gays, but I like being gay. I wanted to talk about some real-life gay villains. (laughs) Uh, Ed Buck. So Ed Buck is in jail he is a felon but was a huge contributor he was a to... bit like everyone loved him because he like raised money for all the dams right yeah he was a fixture of west hollywood yeah people wanted to be in his good graces yeah and now he's in jail because of all of the men who died because he, he had uh, given them lethal doses of meth And also I read, it was mostly the math, but he also, like, uh, gave them, like, tranquilizers. Oh, it was a combination? I mean, I don't know if all of them were combinations or... Yeah, maybe maybe meth isn't what killed them, but I think meth is probably what kept them coming back. Because um, in Chicago, there are, I don't know how many, but certainly a number of older, I want to say probably mostly white, gay men that do meth and have a strategy for luring in young men that are their type, whether it's black men, Latino men, and you'll, I've heard people that, you know, did not know that's what they were being given, but then they get hooked and then they basically are trapped in this like loop where they keep going back to the source and, and then they know not only do they have somebody that's willing to spend time with them, but they're going to come back again and again. And, like, have sex and do math. Yeah, and the younger ones don't even necessarily like these older men, but they've formed addiction. They've become accustomed to the lifestyle. And there's always, like, you know, group sex with that. Yeah, I mean... Like, who knows what comes first? And I mean, I guess if you're already, like, into group sex, then maybe you're signing up for debauchery. I had a threesome this weekend. Was there, uh... No. (laughs) Okay. I had to get that out of the way. Yeah, yeah. But go on. No, yeah. So, I mean, this is just... I feel like something people don't necessarily know about. I mean, maybe some people in the neighborhoods know about it's a fair warning from a friend to a friend but um outside of this circle people don't really know that there are yeah like my okay my older white girl sisters 
wouldn't I mean like you know I think like anyone knows that like gay guys are like you know there's a higher rate of like drug use and like shit like whatever but I don't think they're aware of like how common shit like meth and uh, G and whatever are no yeah Um, like I told my sister about this phenomenon and it, she was she was shocked it was shocking and uh it, like a comparison i like to make in my head as you think of frat houses and oftentimes sexual assault or predatory behavior comes to mind whether it be you know date rape um roofing or just you know not non-consensual touching um there's you know an association there that people readily make because of you know a pattern of behavior but um people don't automatically i mean maybe like conservatives do but they always take it way too far and anyway that's another rabbit hole but i feel like just in the general public people think about neighborhoods and they're associated with more so with a safety that people can find Maybe someone that was kicked out of their house is now found, like, you know, their friends that accept them, but... Uh, There's a, a darker side than the surface. Yeah, and it's obvious probably to, like, you and me and anyone that's been there for some period of time, but I wonder if for anybody that's just coming to any neighborhood like Boys Town for the first time as a young young adult and expecting it to be not so dark uh, what kind of trauma like that can give a person if you're escaping something and then finding that what you've arrived to is even more sinister because it's so well marketed as safe and um happy it's it's probably a whole nother level of disappointment to realize that there's so much danger in in gay nightlife yeah and like i don't know when i had my first you know i guess like encounter with that i (laughs) I was still living with my parents, but I didn't sleep there. Uh, I stayed up all night and wandered around the city. But it didn't leave that big of an impression on me. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just how I am. That's probably healthy. But, it, well, I mean... You can because, argue either uh, way. Yeah, well, and also, like, it wasn't the only one I had and then it's kind of like oh shit you know um more people are doing this than I think and luckily I've never been really pulled into that world at all even though I've you know dipped my uh toes in as in like just participated on occasion which I'm trying to think of the last time I did it's been a while which is good (laughs) that is yeah nice to know that it isn't 
an automatic like well i mean that's just for me yeah i think that's a good point i think it really does depend and some people and your situation like much better uh equipped to cope and resist or just have a balance for me it was kind of like the people because it's like all right had fun with you for a night or two but i don't want you really to be like part of my life or that checks out i mean no i think that's a good point i've certainly been uh around matthews and resisted it without trouble because i honestly like got all of my uh, impulsive bad decision making with, with that uh, with with drugs like out of my system like in high school college so Good for you when I yeah and I mean thank God I like came to the dark dark city of Chicago after I had already you know, I'm been smarter than I used to be well I mean that's that's probably how most people are at a certain age they are better equipped to make good decisions and I mean yeah like when I was making stupid decisions in Mississippi I feel like I actually was a lot safer but like in Mississippi is you know rural math would you say like gays there are like more into it than here like honestly like percentage wise maybe I feel like it's more of a metropolitan phenomenon and with for gay men and then for gay specifically yeah i feel like rural it's kind of just i've been on the meth subreddit <laughs> and it's it's pretty straight um but people are so dopamine deprived and probably don't give a shit one way or the other if you're gay or straight at that point but in in general i think it yeah as in rural parts of america probably not as as gay and and then uh in big cities yeah no for sure um and what you were saying about like the rapey like culture like you know like frat boy sure uh totally applicable in the gay community as well i've heard i mean i don't want to like put like a scarlet letter on any specific bar but i know like i've heard more and more stories of people being roofied in various clubs um i mean yeah i mean you should never feel so safe i guess just because you're at i've heard it about smart bar okay i went there on new year's eve how was it it was really fun i ended up leaving like way earlier so yeah i did molly for the first time in a long time that night and it was great and then i don't know at one point it was like probably like 1 one thirty. i got like really fucked up and i went home and then at like two fifteen, two thirty, i was like i want to go out again thank god i didn't though so I haven't been to Smart Bar in a minute, but that's a great spot for, you know, having fun. You've got to keep your guard up, but I think that's probably a good general rule uh, for most nightlife spaces. Um, But I don't know, something else specific to, like, gay nightlife is 
people that do drugs that other people would use for date rape gay people use on purpose on themselves because ghb because it imitates the effects of alcohol with no calories <laughs> so so you can get wasted without you know losing is your that muscle a reason vibe. people do it i've done it i never put that together well you're pretty skinny so it must be all that ghp paying thanks off. to uh no i mean i've really always been this skinny kind of i was just gonna say because of the meth we gotta we gotta make that distinction between adderall and actual meth but I just, yeah no okay i hate when people are like i hate when people are like adderall is literally meth and i'm like okay no it's not I can't really explain it. I'm not a fucking like doctor. Yeah, we gotta get a but scientist. They're not. Yeah, we need us. we need someone like smarter in that regard. You Google it, and I'm gonna go back into talking about like circuit parties and GHB, because that's 100% an environment where people are the most body obsessed, the most like concerned with having zero percent uh, fat, and also getting as fucked up as possible. And uh, if you're just drinking, then you're not going to keep that bod, but if you, you know, poison yourself in a low-cal method. Then... <laughs> yeah. And I don't fit in with that crowd either. Oh, God. Because I'm, like, too skinny. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mm, poor me. No, <laughs> but, I mean, it's true. I'm just not on that wavelength of empty brain unfortunately i don't know i like to go out sometimes and like take molly like on new year's eve whatever but i can't like be committing to like oh yeah like every weekend we're gonna go to some fucking stupid ass edm place and like candy flip (laughs) the benders the benders like the afters the afters after the afters yeah you know those nights are fun uh, every once in a while, for sure. Don't get me wrong. I don't know. But how how does somebody become like Ed Buck? How does somebody is that just that's just like evil? That's a trait character trait separate from gay. Gay. I guess when it comes to the intersection of evil and hedonism, maybe that's where the yeah. gays take the gold. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You That's a route. Less, I feel, yeah, I feel like straight evil guys are probably more erring on, like, sadistic. Yeah. And, and the gays are more just pleasure at any cost, but not, it's not the goal to hurt somebody. It's just you're a collateral Typically damage. it's not. Typically. Unless you're, unless you're just straight up evil, like Ed Buck. I mean, not that he didn't like his hedonism, obviously, but he's another level, like, yeah. Disregard for human life. So okay, now we're gonna come back to Disney villains because okay, there's evil straight people think like sadism or maybe more so than hedonism. I don't know, that's like a generalization. But if I was making a movie, wouldn't you want the more fun evil to be represented? Yeah. We just we're a good candidate for representing evil because we're so we're so fun, and we do it with such flair mm-hmm. that if you're well, doing a kids' movie, God, now if you want to get like real deep, reading people, yeah, it's like literally just making fun of them. Quick wit, 
strong. Right, tongue. right. No, I think it's funny, but at the same time, I'm just like, well, you know, it's there. I feel like Uncle Scar was probably the best reader. If you ha- if if it was like Scar versus Jafar versus. I mean, Gaston was a circuit gay. He doesn't stand a chance. Jafar had that look. Yeah, but I mean, Scar... Scar had... Scar's hot. Everything, yeah. If I I was an animated lion, I would be down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then there's Ursula, who's clearly a drag queen. She'd make it his top three of drag race. That's the finale. That's great. Good for her. I can't think about who the other two would be, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, kids at home, if you ever try GHB, do not mix it with alcohol. Don't. Yeah, one time when I did it, the guys were like, you can't drink anymore. So at least they were looking out for me. That's nice. More than you can probably say for Ed Bot. Oh, no. He's-